Welcome to Nintendo Dispatcher Weekly Nintendo Podcast covering all things from the wonderful, beautiful world of Nintendo. I'm James Mots Montemagno. And I am Michael Flapjack Rivette reporting for duty. <laughs> it's good to be here and it's good to have you, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my goodness, that is ridiculous. I love so is I love Flapjack every bit better of it. than Jackhammer? I believe Flapjack is better than that because I also ate pancakes this morning. So it's kind of ah, see a, that's what was making me think about it. I, I think I was hungry when I came up with today's nickname. I think we the the listeners can tell like what kind of mood was Michael in based on his nickname of the day. <laughs> uh, well, Michael, before we get into the news this week, we finally yes we did it rolled out some blog posts, some reviews, some hands on. Uh, for two things. First, we had talked about that we were going to do our hands-on impressions of Arena of Valor, and that's out now. So that'll be out. It came out on Tuesday. So if you're listening on Wednesday, go to nintendodispatch.com. You'll see right on the homepage this beautiful uh, hands-on Arena of Valor blog post, and you can read all about what we thought. Uh, we did a lot. We talked a lot about Arena of Valor for the last few weeks, and it almost may need a bonus round, Michael. I, I th- was thinking that I think some of the games that we've been falling in love with lately probably would benefit from a bonus round where we can really have, you know, just an open conversation about our thoughts on them. Yeah, it, it would be nice because that game has a lot to it, but I almost want to wait until it's out to even talk even more about it. Yeah. The other one is uh, a nice little review. We're going to get into the reviews. We have a lot more coming down the line. Uh, but I reviewed the Anchor Power Core, which is the official sanctioned Anchor Power Supply, like a portable brick, if you will, for the Nintendo Switch. It's the only officially licensed one. So I go in that it's a little bit pricey, but for what you get is a nice little battery pack that works extremely well. I got it actually early. I pre-ordered it. I got it early. And then when I read that it was officially out, I was like, oh, I already had this review written and I, and I posted it. So if you're interested in getting one, head over to nintendodispatch.com and give it a give it a look. But uh, that's it for the website updates. Mike, you want to get into the news? Absolutely. So starting off this week, we have a little bit of Splatoon information, and it's revolving around hackers. I've not seen this yet, and you you play it a lot more than me. But what's happening is there's people hacking into the game, and it's allowing them to cheat. There's people recording this online, this person is playing and then the area you know how you're spraying it and it's kind of slowly covering the ground well all of a sudden everything's covered in the color there's no way you can counter it they just cover an entire area completely 100 within a second and people are trying to report this and that's the only way nintendo is taking action it relies on people to report these cheaters in the app and one such i guess hacker proved this to nintendo and actually hacked the system to show that this is going on and what did nintendo do they banned that player (laughs) (laughs) they have truly found him or her and and just said nope you're no longer able to play so i don't know if that really did when it was planned but it's becoming i guess a huge issue a lot of people are starting to report this And I've even been reading that some players are just no longer playing because it's such a problem. That's bad. I hate when people ruin ruin a game like that. And hopefully Nintendo can do something to add anti-cheat. I know that they hack the leaderboard to say, please add anti-cheat. But instead (laughs) of adding anti-cheat, they just ban people. Take Uh, that. 
take that. You're banned. Get out of here. No more cheating for you. One of how many people are doing this. Yeah, it's I think it's crappy if it's it keeps super happening. crappy. It's super crappy. And it's kind of like, do what is the what's the point? What do you get out of this? Like, is that even fun? Are you like you just look cooler now? I don't understand what the point is of hacking Splatoon 2 so that your team is winning. I have never understood anyone that has hacked any game that did like glitches or whatever. Mm. I only found glitches fun if you were if if everyone knew about them, like an in-game glitch. Like I remember when we were playing like Halo 2, there'd be like some areas in the map where that you could glitch like through the through mm. a floor. But like everyone kind of became aware of it and it was mm-hmm. it, that was easily fixable. This is just like not fun for anybody involved. Like me teleporting through a wall isn't it's kind of crappy that it happened to you. Maybe I take you out. But this is literally no fun for everybody that's playing the game. And I don't even think fun for you, like you're saying, because I, my, I just want to play and get better and have fun playing the game. And uh, I don't, you know, I don't want to to just auto die. Even if I was the hacker, like I don't want to. I don't know. It's not that's literally no fun at all. Yeah. I mean, part of the enjoyment of Splatoon 2 is covering an area right so like you can i i get very like ocd about it so i'm very like i kind of go back and forth and i'm really trying to cover it 100 percent. that is the fun of the game that's the whole point of the game so when i was watching that person's twitter post that had recorded live from the game and he's just running along and all of a sudden the whole area perfectly gets covered it it was just kind of crazy. It's it's a shame, and and hopefully they do, like you said. Hopefully they do put some anti cheat in there to stop this. The banning clearly isn't working. It's not keeping up with the problem, uh, so they need to do something. Yeah, my assumption is that at minimum they will put some sort of code that only allows, like, th- there's probably something that they can detect in the game when that happens, and just not allow that specific splattering of ink to happen. But maybe. Some other things are going to happen because there's also a report from Ars Technica that there's new hardware with updated firmware um, on the bootloader of the Nintendo Switch coming out. Now, we reported many moons ago um, on the podcast that the key issue here, now we're not really sure how the Splatoon 2 people are doing it because we're not in that community of, of, of really following too intensely, but how people were booting up custom software and exploiting different areas was that there was a hardware um, uh, basically exploit that they could get into by jamming stuff in, which would cause some overflow when they were booting up the system. And what uh, this company found, this this fellow um, found that there's some new hardware rolling into stores that essentially has a, a boot ROM fix. So when the system boots up to boot into the actual software, that's where it was going. So it's extremely hard to update that. Like you have to do that manually at the store basically. And if you've ever like updated the firmware of like your television or your camera, um, it's very scary. It's not like updating mm-hmm. your, it's not like updating your phone software. Like when you update your switch to version five or whatever, that's just an, a software update. This is like literally the stuff on the chip. And that's a very scary thing to do and could be error prone. But this does mean that the 10 million switches that are out there that we own, Michael, could be of high, high value. So don't uh, don't throw it around and break it. I guess maybe we'll keep an eye on it because who knows, maybe we'll be able to make some money off of these. Yeah, I mean, recently, 
Recently, during a Reddit AMA, Adam Cryan from Panic Button had a few questions thrown at him. And some of the ones we thought were most interesting, we pulled out. And one of the questions was, after Warframe, are there any more Switch games coming? And it was a very simple answer. There's tons. <laughs> so we have a lot to look forward to, I guess, which that's exciting. I mean, they've been killing it lately, and I'm always excited to see more of these um I guess more demanding titles coming to the switch and they've been doing an amazing job with that. So I, I, it just starts getting my, like my head going as to what those games could be. I don't know. Do you have any guesses of what you could see, you know, panic button working on next, anything off the top of your head? Well, they do such amazing work with pushing the system to the limits. I would really like to see them maybe do a quadruple, another quadruple A game like the Black Ops games or Call of Duty just to mm. make it a, a, a point, a, a proof point like to them to say like, you can do this. But you know what would be really interesting is what if Panic Button just did their own original IP game? I hope that they have a team that's making something with their Switch expertise and just something new, just something that's not an existing IP port, just something new. I would love to see that. That's a really that I like that idea a lot. I I agree with both. If they did like a um you know, pulled in like a Modern Warfare 2, which was one of the best best ones for Call of Duty, they pulled that on, right? And then you get maybe some some extra features that are built in or something like that because they they did a re-release of that not too long ago. Um and but if they were creating some of their own content, that I can only imagine what they would do if they were working with content that they built from scratch. And how amazing and optimized that would be for the Switch. And that goes to the next question that we liked was, do you think you've reached the pinnacle of what you can do on the Switch? And his his response was, it always feels like we're squeezing every last drop when we are heads down in a project. But after we look back and say that we've tried this or that, there's always something else that we could have optimized. And so that's still exciting because that to me, it's like, you know, they, they are always trying to push for the best and they're always seeing afterwards we can get a little bit more. Yeah. And after and in fact, you know, it's still young in the switch life cycle. We're only a year and a half into this thing, not even. And if you look at where like even the Wii or the 3DS was in the beginning compared compared to like what they're able to do now it's you just learn the hardware and the the software and little things happen and it'd be really cool to see like what they can do three years from now yeah well some other new news which i'm really excited about we've been waiting forever if we can get more information about let's go pokemon and you and i were both really excited about it after seeing more and more gameplay and there was a new trailer uh did you watch the new trailer i did they, a lot more content was put in that trailer, actually. Yeah, they talked and you got to see a lot more about how you're going to interact with the world, how you're going to walk around, how you're going to capture Pokemon, how you're going to ride Pokemon around all crazy like uh, new hairstyles. Oh, you got to have those hairstyles or else. <laughs> I mean, whatever. To me, the biggest news of it was that they are kind of bringing over a lot of people from the animated series and the original game. So Professor Oak, Brock, and Misty making an appearance in Pokemon Let's Go. I'm pretty excited. Are you excited? I like that aspect of it. I always, you know, that it pulls back. Same with the original 151. It's kind of like, this is what we know, right? Mm-hmm. The people that were started with this level of Pokemon. It's exciting to see all of these back again. Yeah. And, and well, that's what I think it's going to be is I feel as if Let's Go is going to be 
a smaller RPG to begin with. And I bet it's going to be eight gems and then like the big one at the end. And it's going to be very traditional just to see how it goes. And maybe they can add on more worlds. And they're going to do the same thing as they did before, which is there's exclusive Pokemon in one version or the other. They announced that for Pikachu edition, Oddish, Sandshrew, and Growlithe are exclusive. And for Eevee, Bellsprout, Vulpix, and Meowth. So I don't I don't really care about exclusive Pokemon, to be honest with you. Does, I've never, so never that, cared. That doesn't change because you're going Eevee, right? Eevee. Originally, anyway. So these exclusives, does it change your mind in any way? Like, if would any of these exclusives be like, oh, I really want I like that Pokemon. So I'm going to go with you're Pikachu like, now. Like, oh, that oddish low level grass type Pokemon that really is doing it for me. Yeah, exactly. See, for me, it actually does change my mind. What? Because, wow. Because you said you were going to go Eevee. So I'm like, oh, well, if he's going to Eevee, I'll go Pikachu, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess I still could technically because, but for me, Vulpix is one of my, I like that. I like not necessarily Vulpix, but I like Ninetales. Ninetales so, is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I really want a Ninetales. But <laughs> so either you have to trade me a Ninetales or a Vulpix so I can level it up and evolve it or i just have to get eevee because i know how you get and you'll end up holding it over my head and you'll never give me a vulpix like i really want well how about this i will let's make a pact if you get me a Growlithe, which would be my favorite of that mix is a cute little puppy i'll get you a vulpix i'm not gonna upgrade i'm not gonna involve you to a nine tail don't even no no i want to do that myself oh yeah i want to do that to myself okay we'll we'll trade and we'll make that happen all right i'll still take crappy pikachu version then Okay, good. Yeah, I'm going to take the Eevee because Eevee's way cooler. Eevee can evolve into three different things. Pikachu, no. So No, I agree. Eevee's a better, is a better type, but we have to have both games. Eevee is a better starter Pokemon. And, and because, because of the potential that, that Eevee can uh, evolve into three different, dramatically different Pokemon, gives Eevee a great advantage. Pikachu, the only way that you're going to actually evolve uh, Pikachu to Raichu is you're going to need a, one of those power, like the, ele- the electric power stones or whatever to evolve Pikachu into Raichu. And Raichu is like an ugly Pokemon just straight up. Like it's a worse evolution. I agree. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? No, I, I agree with you. I think Eevee's the better. Well, Eevee can, it depends. Are they going to allow Eevee to evolve into all of the variations though? Because there's like, what is it? I don't even remember what the originals were. Is it Vaporeon, Flareon? I don't know. There, there was a bunch, but I know there's like six or seven now. If you're, if we're pulling from the Pokemon Go, oh, that's version. True. Well, be so. I don't be... know. Are, do we get all of those, or are we be... sticking with whatever was started? Well, so it's only the original oh, Jolteon one. was the other one. Yeah, Jolteon, Vaporeon, and Flareon. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, no, I mean, this is only be the Gen 1 is all you have. So. Oh, okay. So it is still those original three. We yes. Uh, um, the Psychic was one of my favorites. I think it was like Asperion or something like that. That was one of my favorite ones. But So we don't yes. get that this time. Asperion, okay. Yeah. Asperion is really cool. That was Gen 2. So that would be maybe the next type that could be added in an expansion. And I, okay. I wonder if that's what they're going to do, just big expansions every year that you get new things. That, that's for a whole another discussion. Um, what I'm also interested in is, are they going to let you evolve your starter Pokemon? Because if you remember in Pokemon yellow, where Pikachu followed you around, that Pikachu specifically could not be evolved. 
Mm-hmm. I I think they actually specified. They said that the the starter Eevee and starter Pikachu do not evolve. Ugh. You have to catch another version of that Pokemon, and that's the one that will level up. Eevee's still cuter. So, anyways, traveling on, if you will. On to uh, our next announcement from Nintendo. I don't, do you use my Nintendo very often at all? No, no, never. Are you at least using your coins to save money off of games? Occasionally, I will use a coin. I, I, I don't even know if I have any coins left, to be honest with you. But so occasionally, to, when, when I did have them, I would. So you can go to my.nintendo.com and there's platinum coins and gold coins. Gold coins, you get them when you buy games, and then you can use them when you buy games to get a discount, a few bucks off. So be aware of that. I have 700 silver and 200 gold. I don't know. I just randomly get them. I just checked. I have 1,000 silver and 1,000 gold. Oh, wow. So you need to use those because those expire. So you need to be using those, and you want to go. This is a pro tip for everybody. When you go into your, I think, earn points on my.nintendo.com, you can see uh, oh your points in the top right and then you'll see points expiration um it'll be my.nintendo.com slash point slash expiration and it'll tell you when your points are expiring so be aware that those will go away why this is important is because well you should use them and at my.nintendo.com they have a bunch of cool custom printable um sleeves for games and what's cool about this release of octopath traveler is that there's eight heroes and Nintendo for 50 silver, which silver are like throw away. You should just use them up anyways. Uh, you can download all eight um, variants of cover art so you can print your own custom case, which is really nice. And I've done this. They're really high res PDFs. They're 15 megabytes for a single page. They're really high resolution. And you could take that to like a FedEx or to somewhere else and, and print them off. They're really cool. And uh, you can there's a whole bunch of other wallpapers and really cool things you can get and um, and share around. So those are really nice. Yeah, that's awesome. I will have to look into that because I, I didn't even realize I had a, a whole bunch left. So that's cool. Good pro tip. So recently there was a Q&A on Twitter and Mr. Takahashi, who is the general manager of entertainment planning and development division. That's a, a shortened version of his actual title. Otherwise, <laughs> this would have been an hour long episode again, through all of his responsibilities. But some of the big Q&A questions and takeaways was regarding Mario Kart 8. They talked about Labo and what is kind of, um, you know, being built in with that and how most recently you can use the what, what's the handlebar setup called? The motors, the motorbike. Yeah, the motorbike, how you can use that in the game. And he said that more updates are like that. Updates are like that are going to be coming out in the future. So that's exciting if you want that. But he also said that for Splatoon 2, there's going to be more updates until December. So both of us were like, okay, what's happening after December? Are we getting another game maybe? Or is that just some weird way of saying that more updates are coming? Yeah, I mean, by yeah. then the the paid subscription will go out. So it's like, all right, you've paid us for a month and now no more updates. Well, maybe, maybe he's just saying that because it's like now you're getting. Yeah, but if once the paid subscription comes out, you think that would be even more incentive for updates to come out because then people are now paying to play this. I don't know. It's a weird way of putting it. More updates until December. So we will keep yeah. an eye on that. Yeah. And even for even for Mario Kart 8, Michael, I was it was kind of weird because he was talking about Labo and then he was like more updates in the future, like more like 
more tracks and more cars or just more Labo integration or like other games will also get Labo integration? Like, that's what I wasn't sure about, right? Even, oh. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's not clear because in my mind, I was thinking that they were going to do a sort of Labo steering wheel setup, like, mm. you know, go like just a crazy where it's actually a wheel and you would be turning that and maybe the screen slides in like a dashboard. So you have, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I was thinking that's kind of where I, my head went with it. But yeah, I guess maybe more games that use it. I, I don't know. So Rocket League, there is some cross play coming this summer between Xbox, Switch and PC. Uh, what uh, what's missing from this list? There's a oh PlayStation, a, another PlayStation up there. Huh? Thanks, Sony. <laughs> Sorry, Sony. But what's really interesting about it is that there's going to be some new stuff with that crossplay. So I guess they're revamping the entire way they're doing the crossplay, and it's going to have a new level up system, and they're going to be introducing Rocket Pass, which is going to give better um, in-game perks. So you're going to be playing these games online with other people, other systems, and it's actually going to have more rewards so that you can um, earn things like maybe you earn more cars and different stuff within the game. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I knew that they were wanting to do it and they announced it. So it's coming. It's happening. Yeah. Do you play Rocket League on any platform yet or no? No, I own it on PC, but I, uh, I don't know what I'm doing in that game. It's like oh, Minecraft. Okay. Yeah, I've, been, I've been playing on Xbox. I, I like it. I, I haven't made the purchase to switch, but knowing that everything will be together, I guess I, I would because I would probably actually play it a lot more. It's a super fun pick up five minute rounds, put it back down game. So I would be all for it. Yeah. And it's it's nice that, that cross play is coming because I was reading a few interviews and, and thoughts on crossplay and how important it is in 2018, just because there are so many games coming out. And let's say Rocket League is really big on PC and maybe the community smaller on Switch. Well, guess what? You, you can still be a Switch owner and you'd be able to play with anybody. And that's like really nice. I think it's just is a nice thing to have. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I don't know. You know, a game is almost really nice to pick up and play. And it was almost a game that was completely finished is Mario Mario Tennis Aces. That was a bad transition, but um, <laughs> I I tweeted out a... Uh, I validated this blog post, which was people are pissed at Nintendo and Mario Tennis Aces, and they're calling it lazy, and that it's not finished. Um, not, a lot of series of tweets being upset. And I will say this. you know, I played Mario Tennis Aces this week, and I've been playing it a bit. And overall, I enjoy the game. There are some things that are frustrating that not only I realized but also other people have realized. So there's a big like um, story mode. You go and you do a challenge and like normal, you would be like in the middle of a challenge, you're like, I'm going to lose. So I'm going to restart this challenge. It's impossible to restart the challenge without completely quitting, going through the whole arc again. And you lose a lot of time back and forth, especially when you're doing a challenge that you may have to do like 20 times, which I've had to do because it's like tricky ones. Uh, I also would agree that the trick shots where you do like power up trick shots are kind of broken and it's not really balanced uh, overall. It's fun to do, but I don't know how realistic that would be in an online match. But the biggest thing people um, complained about, and I also validated in our tweet, is that there's just missing assets and animations in the game. Like literally like the game is missing stuff. And the best is is in the video that I also tweeted from my Switch, but also other people have is that whenever you um, beat a boss in the story mode, there's this treasure chest that's supposed to open and this gem is supposed to fly out because you're supposed to be collecting these five power gems. 
and literally the box opens and nothing comes out. It's just like it's empty. What? And then it's like every time, all five of them. Yes. What? (laughs) It's like it's just missing, and I don't know what happened. So. so when when you saw this for the first time, were you like, uh, what just happened there? Or did you not even notice it at first and then somebody pointed it out and you went back and confirmed it? So the very first time it happened, I didn't think anything of it. So I've just gotten three. The second time, I, it was it was a more interactive match and I was re- it was really challenging. So at the end of it, I was like, oh, cool. Like I see the chest. Like I, 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 the first time I was on a bus and then the second time I was at home, I was on the big TV and it opens on the big TV. I was like, huh. That's weird. And then, and then I didn't and then I didn't think anything of it. And then I saw the tweet and then I went and played the third one and I was like, oh, yeah, it is it's not even there. That's that's funny. So Wow. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Is it, now I mean, it, so you would have to confirm this, right? They're just did. Was it just bad Q and QA? Was it lazy? Was, rushed game? What happened? I think it, yeah, probably a little bit of both. Maybe maybe something bad in the patch that came out like the very first week. Who knows? Um, the game does feel not. It doesn't feel as if. I'll say this. It feels as if it could have used an extra three to six months of polish and mm-hmm. you know what in this day and age maybe they can patch it and fix up a few things and and sure and, sure and, uh, but yeah i don't know but it's it's really interesting especially considering you know the marketing that they put i mean this was a huge push for a while that they were pushing this game and it's and it's really interesting that it came out and that managed to sneak by i mean you know some of the other, okay maybe some things are broken and the trick shot stuff like that but to have assets missing from a game seems like an oversight that's Yes. I mean, and especially when it's happening, that's the focus in that moment. Like nobody played to that point and was just like, uh, that's like not having Mario in the game. <laughs> well, he just, it, there's just a, like a, a racket floating around. And it happens not only just once, but it happens five times because there's five power gems. So if you play the game, you're going to see it five times and it's like, a, <laughs> it's full screen. It's not like just in the background. So <laughs> that's hysterical. It's great. Yeah. So, Another issue with Nintendo, and this, I don't know how big of a problem this is. I can only find very, um, primarily from Nintendo Life is focused on this. I haven't really found a whole lot of information from any other sources, but Nintendo Life ran a poll asking people if they've been noticing their Switch cracking. And we'd actually be really interested if any of our listeners reported back to us, because both Mots and I checked ours. There's no problems with them whatsoever. So... If you go to, we'll put, we'll have the link in the show notes so you can see what people are reporting. Um, it, it's happening a lot around the vents at the top. And I mean, some of them are extensive cracks on the side, chunks coming off, things like that in the plastic. I don't know what these people are doing to their switches that's causing this problem. I mean, the, I, I keep mine in my backpack. Granted, it is in a case, but... It's in my bag a lot. I, I just throw it in there. You know, I keep it in the dock a lot of the time. So the heat thing that people talk about, maybe that was an issue, but there's there's no cracks on mine. Yeah. Not only um, have 20% of the people that did the polls stated that they have cracks on theirs, there's also reports coming out of the UK that the repair is extensive or at least extremely expensive. I don't know how extensive it could be. It's a couple, couple of screws, but they're reporting that it's 180, I believe, pounds, which is almost $240 to fix these cracks. And that's even under warranty. Right. 
It's even when it's under warranty, Nintendo's like, nope, it's going to be 240 bucks to to repair that because they're saying it's user error, and which it it may be. I I'm seeing what is happening, and I can't help but feel like it is user error because I it just seems like carelessness that somebody threw something or they dropped something and and the plastic broke. Yeah, it has to be. I. I, I mean, unless you grip really hard, I don't I don't know. <laughs> it's just like, like snap the Joy-Cons right off of it. <laughs> it's possible. I mean, and, and that's a, the interesting part, too, is that I play almost 100 percent portable. So like it's in my hand and I would feel like that would be the time where you're bending or twisting or doing something or flopping it around. But I have mine's flawless. So I don't know. And I played I played Zelda about, you know, 80 hours on dock. So I don't I don't know. Seems fine. Yeah, mine is flawless. I I don't even understand what people. The only thing I see on mine is slight, like the plastic is becoming a little bit shinier. Where you know you slide it in and out of the dock a bunch of times, like Mm. you can just tell that it's a little bit more. It almost looks like 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 it's worn. It's not Mm. cracked. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just been used. So I don't I don't know what's going on there. Um, But yeah, if if it's happening to you and you are not some monster that's throwing it around across the room. To let us know on on Twitter or somewhere because I'm I'm just so interested in seeing like what is going on. Um, so let's move on. That's the news for the week. Now we're gonna hit up some game announcements. And one of the biggest game announcements that happened this week, Fortnite season five has started. This this new theme of Fortnite is uh, Worlds Collided, I believe is their title for it. And th- <laughs> Epic has been doing some crazy stuff with like teasing this season. I, I, if even if you hate this game, you've got to appreciate some of the stuff they're doing in the game. There's, um, I can't, it's, it's called like Durr Burger or something like that. It's like a burger with its like tongue hanging out, just making like a <laughs> face. And in the game, it disappeared, oh. you know, after the portal rift opened up, it disappeared. A couple days later, it shows up in the real world in the desert, just sitting there. Oh. And there's it's roped off area, and there's a guy analyzing it. And there's signs that say anomaly discovered. And if you walked up to this person and said, you know, what's going on here? He gives you a card with a phone number that gives you more information on this weird anomaly. And then there started to be these llamas popping up all over the real world that also teleported out of the game. It's amazing. And then in the game, real world stuff started popping up. So like, um, you know, a carriage from, you know, like the Western times or something like that, like a horse drawn carriage pops up in the game just on some random hill. And it's kind of like, where did this come from? It was all teasing this whole worlds collided Uh. event. And that's what the whole new season is. So there's parts of the map that have totally changed because they've, you know, they've been pulled from the like the they almost kind of look like a Sedona. They've been pulled from the real world. Now they're plopped. You know, whole areas are different. What once was, I think, um, like farm country is now a giant um, golf course. There's now golf carts as vehicles in the game. So you can drive Mm -hmm. them around. And that's a ton of fun. I took it off a jump. That was cool. It's just it's so fun seeing what they do, even if you just pick up the game and play it a little bit and then put it back down. I just love that that what they're doing with the marketing i it it's blowing my mind that kind of stuff i love it i like how the game is no longer just a 
a fort building shoot everyone else's oh, yeah. game. It's like it's like play some golf. Like that's what you're and play some basketball. And you're like, I, what is happening? <laughs> I, yeah, honestly, I buy the the season pass, which is ten dollars, but once you buy it once, if you play the game enough and you like you level up in the battle pass you earn almost enough money back for the next season if not completely earned enough money so essentially if you do put in the time and do the weekly challenges which open up once you buy the pass Mm. you will make enough money to just continue getting the season pass which i think is a great you know it's a great deal um and when you do buy the season pass you get all kinds of extra clothing and stuff nothing that helps you be better at the game nothing that's giving you an unfair advantage but it's more cosmetic and it's just kind of like oh yeah i like this outfit um so yeah it's it's so fun and now i walk around i'm just driving the the one round i just drove the cart the whole time (laughs) i I made it to third place (laughs) i just was driving the cart. that's cool it was a a blast yeah Yeah, it also has a new app icon too on the switch which i really appreciate it's a bright pink so i think that's really cool yeah and it stands out really nice Mm -hmm. just a subtle little thing yeah good work uh and then we also have some more new of success on the switch this is also an australian based dev team much like hollow knight uh smg studios has reported that they've sold fifty-two thousand copies in the last year of death squared now obviously that's not to the huge you know of what hollow knight's doing um with a quarter of a million or half a million or whatever it's up to now but for this development team they said that's a huge success for them they've you know this is showing overall this has actually increased their overall revenue of of what they've managed to do and they could not be happier and i think that's that's just an awesome story that's a you know that says a lot to other dev teams that are maybe thinking about putting a game out on the switch and it's proven success now several times over um so i think that's only going to be good for those of us that have a switch yeah i love it I love it. I yeah. love it. I love. Have I you love played it. Death Squared? I haven't. No, I want to put it. Oh, uh, you should get it. I think you and uh, the Big H would would dig it. It's fun. It's a good little. Give a give a, a thirty second pitch of the game. Go. Death Squared is basically a portal where you are testing these little blocks and their ability to solve a puzzle. And there's um you as a human operator and then your assistant who is an ai and the ai is very dry and kind of just hysterical in the in the best possible way hmm. so it's very funny and it's a puzzle game oh, all right we like puzzle games so as long as it's not super really frustrating i think we'll no, no. give it a go it's in it, you and it's like a co-op puzzle game so oh, it's cool. not like you're going up against each other you have to work together to solve these puzzles and you could do solo but it's up to four but um, it's it's just a lot of fun and in the dialogue and the design and the things that are going on in the background that are you either pay attention to them or don't. They're also hysterical. Nice. Right. Like so it's like break time, you know, and then the computer is watching you all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's like John went to get donuts six times today. He went to go to the bathroom 47 <laughs> times today, reported him to, you know, whatever personnel. And it's just really cute. And I think you would love it. And it's, I think like, I don't know, 10 bucks, maybe even less. There you go. There's Michael's five minute review of Deskward. <laughs> yep. Bonus round. Bonus round. Um, all right. So now best sellers. And as we predicted, it is a huge shakeup. 
number one this week, Octopath Traveler. Woo. And not only is it number one, but they are reporting shortages of the hard co- hard copy game in Japan, especially. Yeah, that's cool. Huge. That means that means it could be selling tons more. And I haven't even bought it yet, so that means that at least one more one more sale this month, probably for we me. We got two more coming for oh, them man. for Octopath. Oh, I, I have heard a phenomenal things about Octopath. I mean, we've been gushing over it, but like people that have been playing it and reviewing it, they're like, I played it for fifty hours, and then I was like. I could play about 50 hours more like, you know, in the end, it's like so cool. Yeah. So I'm excited. And anyways, yeah, I'm very excited. And I, I just, I did hear that some people are saying that the, because you are doing eight stories and the only complaint I've heard so far is that those eight stories don't necessarily connect in like one overarching story, but I never got that impression anyway. I always felt like you were creating a band of people that were going around doing each other like I'll help you if you help me. That's right? what I like thought. The thief has his own issue yep. and the the person you played has their issue. I'll help you fix yours if you help me fix mine. Yeah. That's how I always thought it was too. So yeah. Yeah. So I, I didn't need like a one boss at the end. Yeah. Um, and then number two is Minecraft. Of course. Number three, Hollow Knight. Of course. Which I did just buy. I haven't started yet, uh, but I did just buy it. Welcome. Um, yep. Mario Tennis Aces. And then rounding out the top five is Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. People love Crash Bandicoot. Can you believe that? That's I crazy. know they do love it. They do love it. That's insane. Um, it is insane. So <laughs> some other new game debuts. Captain Toad came in at number six. Pocket Rumble is number nine. And 20XX is number 23. Now that's all games. So that's hard and digital. But we found it really interesting that Pocket Rumble comes in number three if you only do download only. Um, and 20XX comes in at 11. Yeah. Pretty cool. That's they're, crazy. I mean, they're doing great. Yeah, they're doing great. Pocket Rumble especially. That, that's really awesome. I'm, I'm excited to see what what they uh, what they uh, come out to. And there's some games this week that might, I think, break into some top charts. I'm not I'm not joking. I think it's going to happen. Maybe not. Um, well, but- we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Well, when we get into new releases this week, there was a sneaky one, Michael. One snuck in there this weekend. Uh, and it's a free game because we love free games. This is Galax Z Variant S, which is like Variant Switch. Um, I'm a big fan of Galax Z, the original game. Uh, I re- it is a Galax Z itself is a top down space mech shooter um, and it's very reminiscent, reminiscent of the game that I created for the Xbox 360 called Shred Nebula. Um, except That's for done, the one you made by yourself, right? Uh, I made it with a game, a small game studio called Crunch Time Games. Uh, and but mostly you. It was mostly me. Yes, it was, it was mostly <laughs> me. Um, now, while that game wasn't successful, Galax Z from 17-Bit, who's here in Seattle, um, great company, great group of people. I've talked to them at a lot of different uh, PAX events. Galaxy is a full-fledged, you buy the game, whole thing, digital download. Then they collaborated with another company to do Galaxy Variant Mobile, which originally was a $10 game, but apparently that wasn't working so well. So they've switched not only Galaxy Mobile, but Galaxy Variant S to a free download and pay for in-app coins or something. I don't know. But I did download this free version and... It reminds me of Galaxy. I do have one problem, which is the same problem I had with my game 10 years ago. 
which was you have to hold down the trigger to thrust forward instead of just pointing in the direction you want to go. I don't understand why we didn't fix that 10 years ago or why Galax Z didn't either. Um, but uh, I digress about the issues of my unsuccessful video game voyage. But it is free, and it actually is a pretty cool-looking game. But I think it's going to suffer from the same thing that those other mobile games ran into Michael, which is there's like daily achievement things and like you got to check back mm. in. I don't I don't It's too much work. I just want to play a game. I'm, yeah, I'm going to download it and give it a shot. Yeah, I, I don't like this mobile idea of stuff sometimes, but I'm going to try it. And being that they're local for you, maybe we can convince them to come on the show and, and chat with us and kind of give us some reasons why they made the choices they made. That's a good idea. Maybe I'll reach out me and my contacts. Um, we'll see what we can do. Um, we wanted to break down the releases a little bit different this week because, you know, I've been thinking a lot about how we do the releases, which is one of my favorite sections because we, and we talked about this, Michael, we have discovered more games by doing this podcast and player switch more because of it. And I, we wanted to start breaking down the retail releases separate from the digital downloads. So those big titles that are coming out and also the big titles and smaller releases from digital. So we're going to do retail first things that you can go into a physical store. It's a thing that you can do, Michael. That's what I do. Or you can go online and buy the game and it gets shipped to you. And then you can get. So there's three games coming out this week on the 17th. And just to be clear, these are also digital. Oh, yeah. But the, they're okay. Yeah, they're also digital, but and physical. Um, and the first one is from um, our good friends uh, over at, I guess, Cartoon Network or Adult Swim or whatever. Adventure Time, Pirates of... And Charidion and and <laughs> you're waiting. I, I think it's. I was waiting. I think it's Enchiridion. I can Ridian. Enchiridion. Yeah, but I was waiting because I wanted to hear how you would say that. Yes, and Enchiridion. Um. So if you don't know anything about Adventure Time, it's a pretty hilarious animated cartoon. Finn and Jake they're off on an epic 3D adventure to save the Ice Kingdom. Um, it, to me, I couldn't see a lot of the gameplay from it. This is coming out. This is the first time it's out. It, it just looks like a classic RPG. Forty Bones looks pretty cool. And um, I don't know. Do you know? Are you an Adventure Time fan? Uh, no, but I agree with you that I couldn't really understand what the gameplay was because from from what they were showing, it didn't seem like there was any interface at all. So I wasn't. Yeah. It, I just wasn't sure what I was looking at exactly. Yeah. I don't know either. It's a mystery. <laughs> it's a mystery. <laughs> it's a mystery. <laughs> um, the next one that you can get physical or download is, oh gosh, from Nice America. And it is Tohu Genso Wanderer Reloaded. How'd I, how'd I do there? I know. That sounds awesome. Welcome to my world with these names. So I love that. This is a top-down JRPG. Uh, I don't know. It's just JRPG single player. If you like Nice America stuff, you're going to buy it anyways. Um, it's good. The last one I'm buying, actually, I have it coming to my house, is Sonic Mania Plus. We talked about this previously because Sonic Mania was already out on the Switch. It had additional downloadable content. This is a classic Sonic experience. And Sonic Mania Plus adds all of the digital downloadable content, some new characters, a new encore mode that we have no idea what it's about, a new and improved competition mode, and the packaging has a super cool holographic packaging 32 page art book and a sega genesis reversible cover so boom i'll for the first time opening a, open a switch case and it won't just be white it'll actually have something on the inside i can flip it around That'd be nice yeah 
that's cool. That, yeah. Those are the physicals. Nice. So moving on to the digitals, and there are a lot of them. Coming out the same day, we have Hands of Fate 2, Let's Sing 2018, and Mugsters. And that's July 17th. Uh, any of those you're interested in at all? No, not really. But I think the one that we tried to get a little bit more information on was Let's Sing 2018. And when this originally came out, it I think we were saying that it was with a microphone. Um, it does not seem to be the case now. So we don't understand how how this game works. I don't know. <laughs> not, it's not really clear. What are you singing into? Yeah, I, I, I'm a big karaoke fan and SingStar was the big game that did really well in the UK as a PlayStation game. And there were definitely other Wii and Wii U games that you could sing into and there were microphones, but I, I can't find a physical release of this game. So I'm very confused. I don't know. If you like singing, this could be something that would be good for you, but we just really don't understand how it's capturing your voice. Is there a hidden, <laughs> hidden microphone in a Joy-Con? That would be amazing if it is, but I, I've never heard anybody talk about that. What if they came out with this game and they're just like, oh, yeah, by the way, that microphone that we've built in that nobody knew about. I don't see any any I don't see any openings where no, there would I be don't. a microphone. I don't see anything. So I'm not really sure. What if it came with a Joy-Con that you did slide in that will operate as a microphone like that would be really interesting oh, if cool. this game came out and it was like, here's a custom, custom Joy-Con. Joy-Con. Yeah, and you slide it in. It's got the microphone built into huh. it. That'd be cool. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So July 18th, we have Animal Rivals, The Moose Man, and Vertical Strike Endless Challenge. Now, I don't know anything about Vertical Strike Endless Challenge, but I'm thinking that this would be a perfect game for your flip grip based on the vertical part of it. Uh, you would think that, but it is actually a horizontal game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> come on vertical strike it is a flight based action game so you you have anti-air like arcade mode it's five dollars i don't know it looks like whatever wow, vertical uh, strike that you play horizontal what a mind game my favorite Jeez. my favorite is animal rivals it's a party game and in the title it says tons of fun <laughs> tons, of, <laughs> tons of fun i like that they this game's tons of fun. Yeah. Uh, so July 19th, we have Neo Geo's League Bowling and City Connection. There's also Chicken Assassin Reloaded, Frost, Guts and Glory, Johnny Turbo Arcade Shootout, Lost Phone Stories. <laughs> That's going to be one of your top picks, What is that? I'm What's sure. that one about, Michael? What's that one about? It, so this game... <laughs> It's about exploring the intimacy of an unknown person who you found their phone. Perfect. (laughs) Sounds great. It it sounds awesome. I mean, yeah. Uh, No reload heroes. Pool panic. Like a pool. Like, are you jumping into a swimming pool and you're panicking? Uh, yeah, and then and then somebody has to save you. Oh, okay, good. That's perfect. <laughs> it's, a pool, it's a pool simulator, like an outdoor pool simulator. <laughs> uh, Sanrio characters pick cross. That's on the 3DS. Starship Avenger Operation Take Back Earth and Tanzia. <laughs> These game titles. What are your picks from this uh, this 
Day, July 19th. Well, you know I love a good Johnny Turbo's arcade classic. Um, yeah, uh, those are my favorite. Those, if it's not an arcade archive, that's ACA for those people that don't out, the, out there know that. Um, um, uh, bruh, Pool Panic looks cool because that we, j- we jest. Pool Panic is an adult swim game, and its quote is that it's the most least realistic pool simulator. Pool by it, be like the game of pool, uh, not of a physical pool. Uh, everything about the trailer shows no gameplay and it looks amazing. So I don't, I have no idea anything about it, but it looks silly. I don't know. How about the lost phone stories? Uh, lost phone stories. I did watch the trailer. I have no idea what's happening there. It's bananas. You know, it's one of those kinds of games though, that in theory there could, have you ever seen any of those mobile phone? Like, uh, I don't know. There's like, like a weird story that's being told through messaging going back and forth. Like, mm-hmm. you know, somebody's saying, Hey, I'm home, you know, or I just saw you pull in or you're coming in the house and they're like, I'm still at the store, blah, blah, blah. And it's like this really, you, it can kind of be kind of spooky stories that I could see them doing something like that, that this does not look like that, <laughs> but I'm not against a game that's like that. I think that could be a lot of, that could there could be a lot of potential there, but having a mobile phone game on the Switch seems even more removed. Yeah. We're, you know, we're already talking about how we hate mobile games ported to the Switch. Now you have an actual mobile phone game, like you are looking at a mobile phone on the Switch. I I think it's just it's not good. Now I will say though, if the developers of this game want to prove us wrong and send us codes, we'll take free codes all day. Uh, developer yeah. accidental queen slash seven studio publisher plug-in digital reach out to and us. We will absolutely say when we were mistaken about something. Yes. So we have June 20th. We have Hiroki spheroids VSR, which is void space racing Ooh. and werewolf pinball. Ooh. Now I know we're pinball fans. Some would say pinball wizards even. <laughs> yes. Are you a fan? Are you a fan of Werewolf Pinball? So Werewolf Pinball is going to go very nicely to Jurassic Pinball, which is from Enjoy Up Games, which is a company I know nothing about and have no idea if they know anything about pinball. But that being said, Mm. I can definitely be transformed into a pinball believer. This is a $2 game. And um, I'll probably stick. You become a real animal when it comes to pinball. One, some may say, oh, gosh. Uh, So. So it's time. It is time, my friend, for everybody's favorite topic. Yes. What you playing? What you playing? I'm playing werewolf pinball because I love pinball and I also love werewolves. Um, No, I am not playing that. So I am playing. I talked about I was playing Mario Tennis. I'm continuing to play Mario Tennis. And I will say for all of the issues that we talked about the core game, while at some points frustrating, is also extremely fun. Uh, and I'm enjoying it um, when I sit around and play the game. Uh, the ch- I've been playing through the story mode. I just want to get through it. Some of the challenges are extremely difficult, like almost like I can't even believe, like I don't even know how anyone beat this game. And maybe they didn't and never got any power gems. But in general, I'm really enjoying the game. I think it's a fun tennis game. And I'm going to try to continue play through the rest of it and um, actually do a review at some point um, on it. But the other game I actually picked up, which we talked about last week, was a release called Super Super Destro Not DX, um, which is a 
uh, evolution of space invaders. And I tweeted some videos earlier how, I, you know, I'm a sucker for space invader UFO killing games. Like I am a big fan of this. And um, I tweeted out some videos uh, from Radalak Games. Uh, and uh, it was the publisher of this game. Me beating some of these challenges. I've been having a lot of fun with it. I really enjoy it because I just love shooting ufos i just love it and this game has really fun neon graphics almost like um geometry wars very neon graphics so i really like that mm-hmm. um so that's been really fun there's a bunch of challenges there's an endless mode there's a timed mode and then leaderboards and i'm doing fairly well just playing through it a little bit it's a nice game that you can pick up for five six minutes um so that's been fun i'll have a review of that in the next week or two and then i also got the sweet marina and pearl amiibos so mm. i sent you some photos with our stickers you see those yeah yeah we're gonna have to show the fans those that that photo too because i'm sure people will be all over those sweet sweet stickers um but yeah have you used them yet have you brought them into the game i did i took a if you go to uh twitter.com slash nintendo dispatch or no wait sl- slash dispatch podcast that's what it is we couldn't get the l- long ones one too many characters um <laughs> if anyone was ever curious <laughs> so i brought in both pearl and marina as the first time i ever did i never did an amiibo on my switch and you hold it on the right joy con joystick which is weird um but i brought them in and you get uh some cool swag like i got like a new like headphones i got her headphones her dj headphones which were cool for marina and then pearl you get her um her uh crown which is nice but th- mm-hmm. then they say come back later and get more. So maybe it just over time will release more. And then there's an option to take a photo in game. So you can pose yourself and Marina or Pearl, and then you can take a photo in the game and it saves locally. And I tweeted that out and we're both doing the don't get don't get crooked, stay off the hook pose. So we're I'm pretty excited. It's pretty sweet. Nice. I did see your videos about the super destronaut. And from that, I was like, oh, that game actually looks pretty good. It may be something I need to pick up as well. Because it's just kind of like you. Yeah, it, it just looks like a lot of fun in a very, you know, just sometimes it's nice to have those games that you just pick up and you just can play for a little bit. Like maybe you're laying down, getting ready for bed. You don't want to get into this big, long, crazy game. I just want something I can play real quick. That seems like a perfect game for it. I also did pick up um, Luminous Remastered, which is another game that's kind of like that, even though this one is a little too challenging. So Mm. I don't know if it's a good bedtime game because you're just getting so like pumped up trying to play it and you're like twitching and freaking out trying to get these stupid colors to match. Um, but it's the first time I've ever played it. And at first I had no idea what was going on. I'm like, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing here. And um, I, di- I didn't do the tutorial. I just jumped right in. Perfect. So I was just kind of like, oh, we'll see what happens. After I got it, I'm like cranking it out. The music's going crazy. And it was a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it. I think that can be something I'll be playing for quite a while. And then obviously we had mentioned before Fortnite with the new season. That's also been good. Um, consuming a lot of my time because I'm trying to get through the first week of challenges. Mm. So that's what I've been playing. Nice. Yeah. It's interesting. It's your first time playing Lumen. So I'm a huge music rhythm uh, person, game person. I played a lot of uh, DDR and a lot of um, Pump It Up and a lot of music games uh, in general. So Lumens was one of the reasons that I bought the PSP because it was the only way I could get Lumens or Lumines, however you want to pronounce it. And I'm glad that you're enjoying it. It is a very challenging game, but it's very 
and it's music and it's rhythm and oh, it's just yeah. so good I'm, oh, I'm so excited to see what you think in a, in a few weeks when you like really get fully addicted to it going yeah all right well that's going to do it for this week's dispatch michael as always it has been a pleasure flapjack um i just love it love every single week with you now if you're a listener of this podcast we would love it if you could go on to apple podcast leave us a review if you're using overcast hit that star button share it with your friends your family anyone that you're playing if you're playing a nintendo switch you know people with a switch like hey check out this podcast nintendodispatch.com really helps us show because we're still early on. We're learning. We want to hear from you. Tweet at us. Email us. Go to nintendodispatch.com for not only the latest podcasts, but of course, for all these great reviews and hands-on that we're doing. So until next time, this has been another Nintendo Dispatch.